Brick and Mortar Reporter, Episode 88. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we show you how to build your business brick by brick. Put on your hard hat and grab your tool belt because you are about to enter the construction zone. And now, here's your host, Christy Hostler. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter. My name is Christy, and I'm so glad to have you join us today on this crazy journey to building a local small business. So, But before we talk about that, I've got some exciting updates for you. I want to let you know that if you needed a website for any reason whatsoever, business, personal, charity, whatever the reason is, go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. All that is is a way for you to figure out if your URL you want to choose is actually available. If it is, you can purchase it from there through Bluehost, my hosting service. And when you do that, I'll send you a kind of a cheat sheet for your plugins to go ahead and help you get everything on your website to start out that you need in order to effectively run your website. Don't pay someone hundreds or even thousands of dollars a year to build your website for you. Learn how to do it yourself and that way you never run out of options for customizing it. It can be customized and if you run out of your skill set for customizing it, there are thousands of WordPress developers out there that you can hire for this specific job or that specific um, custom programming that you want to write. So it's completely customizable and in fact Many big companies are moving their uh, websites to actual WordPress websites because of the functionality. So it's really become the standard. So if you need a website, brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. Go right there. Choose your URL that you want to purchase. And when you do that, I'll give you the bonus of the cheat sheet for your plugins to get your website started. So here we are after another week. Another crazy week on the pier. I have heard so many vendors talk about how this week has been, this past week, and even this coming week right now, will be the calm before the storm, which is great because I need a storm to happen. I need to make it rain. But they've been talking about how it's been their really their slowest week ever. Now, and when they say ever, they're talking about this year, you know, slowest week this year. But it's been really slow for them. And so because of that, we've actually had not great participation out on the pier. And the more vendors we have, the more it always makes a a great atmosphere. So I wanted to tell you how my week went. I told you last week I had, um, I think it was last Wednesday night, I had a great night. It was just a fluke type thing for it to be on a Wednesday night and there to be so few other vendors there. But I hit on something on Saturday night. I stumbled into it kind of accidentally and it turned out to really pay off in a great way for me. And on Saturday night, um, for those of you that have never been to the Keys, we have, and, and communities all over the Keys do it, but it happened to be the Key West Lighted Boat Parade. And it's where boats dress up their boats, boat owners <laughs> dress up their boats for Christmas. They have lights all over. They have all kind of crazy things. And they parade, they do their boats in a parade through the harbor. And it starts at 8 o'clock at night. And when I went down to the pier that night, I knew that as a spectator, I would like to see the boat parade because I've never seen anything like that before. When you grow up in the middle of uh, land and you don't live on a lake, you don't get a lot of the benefit of some of these water activities. And so I wanted to participate in that or view that as a, a, you know, just a spectator. I wanted to be there. But then I realized when I got down on the pier and started asking people questions, do the boats come through here? 
And several people said, oh, yeah, they come right through here. And even one guy said to me, Christy, are you going to stay for the boat parade tonight? And I said, well, can I stay as a vendor? And they're like, well, yeah, you can. I stayed last year. I didn't do anything, but I'm thinking about it. I'm not sure. guess depends on how the night goes. We'll determine whether I stay or not. So sunset came about 5.30, and then about an hour later, people were packing up their things. And all but me and one other food vendor vacated the pier. We were in it for the long haul. So from 6.30 until about 7.30, I sat at my food cart, and the pier was empty. Laid around on my iPad, read the news, checked Facebook, did all those things that, um, you know, you do to kind of kill time when you're there. And in my mind, I just kept thinking, I might, might as well go ahead and start cleaning and packing up. And... I waited and waited, and before long, I started to see a trickle. And before you know it, I had a line for coffee and hot chocolate and tea that was five or six people deep waiting because there was nothing else out on the pier except for me and conch fritters. Well, by 8 o'clock at night, most of the people had already eaten. But they were ready for their after-dinner coffee, not to mention... It was about 67 degrees, which I know sounds like heaven to many of you, but 67 degrees on a pier with the wind blowing right on the water, it was pretty cool. So it worked out really well for me because I had the right product at the right time to the right clientele. So I ended up more than doubling what I did all night long just by staying that extra hour. By 9 o'clock at night, I had packed up and was able to head on back home. So granted, that hour of selling meant I had to wait an hour and a half in between it, but it made it worth my while. I had taken a, um, I have a, a cooler that I take of water. It's just one of those containers that have the spout on it that you see like construction trucks carry. And I have a five-gallon one and a three-gallon one. And I had taken the five-gallon one um, to make coffee with because I do it in a French press right out there on the pier. And by the end of the night, I was out of water. I had had to run back to my car to get cups and lids that I had the extra, you know, uh, inventory of there. But it was a wonderful, wonderful thing for me personally. So that brings me to the point that's, that's better for other businesses or the point that other businesses can take away from it. If your business is struggling... And mine is, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm struggling through the weeds right now, not necessarily because of me, but because of the time of year and what the tourist season runs in, in Key West. But when you get to the point where you are struggling, if you have the ability to stay open extended hours, or you have the ability to extend maybe your days of operation where it's not going to cost you, not, if you have a full staff you have to pay, you, you definitely have to make sure you have enough business to cover this. But, you know, I was thinking like this, too. You know, so many, I don't want to say service-based businesses, but so many service-based businesses um, where maybe they do all kinds of things for your house or your home on Fridays, Monday through Friday. I shouldn't say just Fridays, Monday through Friday. Um, they close up shop on Saturday, Saturday and Sunday. And many of them, when they're just starting out, they don't run a weekend shift. They don't do anything on the weekend. And many times they don't, they're not even big enough yet to have an answering service or anything else that would kind of track those phone calls. So are they even getting, are you getting a lot of phone calls on Saturdays? 
you never know what business you're missing. So if you have the ability to extend your hours of operation or days of the week, there are many places that are just open. You know, I've seen them on Saturdays from 10 to 4. Well, how much business are you missing before or after that? Is it a possibility of extending that? Maybe just do it as a test. Extend it for a period of time and see if it makes a difference. Especially if you as the owner can be the main one doing that and you're not having to pay somebody else to be there. That means it's not really costing you any extra to stay open and service those hours. I mean, I was already down at the pier. I had already paid to be at the pier that night. You know, and so the longer I could stay down there, the more I could maximize my value. It's the same thing that's getting ready to happen when we're going to have the option of being down with the daytime cruise ships whenever we're allowed to set up during the days down there. It's going to cost me the same amount to be there, whether I'm there on the pier for the two or three hours of sunset or whether I'm there for the eight to ten hours of daytime in addition to that. So you can bet that I will be taking advantage of every single opportunity to be down there because it costs me nothing and any nothing additional and anything I get is just pure gain over that. So it's a huge lesson to learn and you know I hate to say it but you know some people get real um, sketchy with their hours whenever they're opening and, and we've had it here there's a there's a food stand in marathon which is just you know 20 minutes away from where i live and it's kind of the opposite direction of key west and they sell fantastic tacos burritos quesadillas i mean it's really really good food and because of their the city ordinance in marathon they are only allowed as a mobile food truck to be open for two hours a day and they're trying to change the ordinance and that sort of thing, but it severely limits their operating ability. I mean, they have a husband and a wife whose full-time job it is. Now, it doesn't mean that they roll in at 12 and leave at 2. They're there from 9 o'clock in the morning getting preparation done for their two o'clock, 12 o'clock to 2 o'clock time frame. Then they're there afterwards cleaning and doing everything else. So they put in a full day's work just to be open two hours. But... For whenever they started, they were open seven days a week, which was fantastic. Well, then it must have gotten that they were doing so well that they said, you know what, phew, we can take a day off. So let's take a day off on Sunday. So they started closing on Sundays. And then they went back and asked their Facebook fans, Do you want, would you rather us be closed on Sundays or Mondays? And you know what, the feedback was overwhelmingly close on Monday because we want to come by on Sunday after church, before we're out on our Sunday fun day around here, we want to come by and eat on Sundays. And so what they did is they changed based on the feedback of their um, Facebook fans and the people that actually, their, their customers, the people that actually come there. So that's a good thing to do, but you see it a lot whenever businesses start or they open or even they've maybe they've been closed for remodeling and they reopen under new new ownership or there's new management taking over and you see the inconsistency in hours and sometimes you try to go by at six o'clock at night and they're closed and then another day you might go by at eight o'clock at night but they're open and there's no rhyme or reason for it but if you go by enough or you try to contact the business enough and they're closed you're going to give up on going back to that business so Business owners, if you have a business, if you're paying a monthly lease to be open or to be to have your space, uh, to do whether it's a, a rental of a 
food truck or a rental of a, a shop or a warehouse or whatever it is, your rent stays the same every single month, no matter what hours of operation you stay open. So try extending it. And you know, as a business owner, you're going to be burning it at both ends. I'm just going to tell you, this is not easy. It's one of the most stressful things I have ever done. It really is crazy. You think, well, Christy, why? You only work three hours a day. I don't. I prepare all day long. Then I drive an hour. Then I'm on for three hours. Then I pack up and then I drive home for another hour. Then I spend another hour unpacking and cleaning up and all that. So, I mean, by the time it's done, there's a full day put in just to do the two or three hours at sunset. So, I'm going to have that to do whether I'm at sunset for three hours or six hours or eight hours. So, I might as well, you know, maximize the opportunity there. So that's my lesson to anyone that wants to listen is don't worry about taking time off yet. Let your business get to the point where you can uh, sustain yourself and then go back and either refine your hours or maybe even you get to a point where you need to hire additional people to cover the hours. But then at least you have the data to say, you know, for the last two months, we've been open two additional hours on Saturday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., and we've generated $10 in revenue. That's not worth it for us, so that makes sense to close. Without that data, you're just guessing. You're completely guessing. Now, for me, I will continue anytime I can stay open down on Mallory Square. I will be open. Why? Because I'm desperate for dollars. As you know, my business needs to make more money than it's making. But then we went on into the weekend. I had some highs and lows for the weekend. I, you know, all in all, was it worth it for me going every day of the weekend? Absolutely. Because every dollar that I get uh, above and beyond what my cost is and, and how much it costs me to be down to Mallory, it is a benefit to me. So even if I come away with 50 or 60 or $70, that's 50 or 60 or $70 in cash that I didn't have before I went down there. And so that's what I've got to look at right now. So I'm building, waiting for the big, hopefully a storm, they say, um, right after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, and then hopefully heading on into the prime tourist season. So um, I, I was watching, I happened to get woken up by an incident with animals. Our animals uh, had a dog get sick during the middle of the night, and I had to get up with them, them last night. And because I was awake and I couldn't go back to sleep, I turned the TV back on and happened to catch an episode of The Prophet on CNBC. I love that show. Now, granted, I know that they condense uh, months of, of negotiations and work down into uh, you know one-hour show, but it's very fascinating to me to watch what Marcus Lemonis does with businesses. And the one at, between the 2 and 3 o'clock hour this morning overnight, um, it was a car dealership. It was a used car dealership, and the guy had five years of business experience in the auto industry, and he went out and opened a shop, and he spent over $600,000 on this crazy, it really looked like mafia-style, um, you know, type car dealership. I mean, and when I say mafia-style, I just don't know how else to, it was just, it was excessive, and it was opulent, and he had spent like, you know, $25,000 on these leather theater seats in his lounge waiting room for people while they're getting their oil changed, and they had high-end video games and flat-screen TVs. I mean, it's like he was trying to combine a movie theater, a sports bar, and all this while you're waiting to get your car, because he thought that would somehow draw customers in. Meanwhile, he had very few 
like less than 20 cars on his car lot. The guy had been in business for years and had lost at that point, he was $6.9 million in the hole. His business was losing $150,000 a month. And yet he was continuing to stay open and he was resistant to change when Marcus came in. And Marcus said one thing to him that I'll never forget because I thought, that's exactly what I'm doing. Because the guy was complaining. He said, I didn't sign off on all these changes. And Marcus said, you know what? We're going to change. And almost everything has to change in order for us to get out of this hole. And you know what? We will keep changing it until we get it right. And that's the hack. Keep changing your business until you get it right. And so what he did is, is Marcus did completely turn around that used car dealership. But it was just, you know, an owner that was getting in his own way of success. And so I don't want to be that owner, uh, clearly, but I, I, that my continuing to tweak and continuing to do what I'm doing is um, exactly what I'm going to do until I get it right. The other thing I wanted to tell you is I have been amazed. We've had some kind of record cold temperatures at Key West lately. Kind of been amazed that um, a lot of people are still buying ice cream. Who knew? And so um, I'm going to continue to sell ice cream all winter long because, you know, if I can sell, you know, 10 or 15 ice cream servings a night, you know, that's between, what, 50 and $75 worth of uh, money for me. And so that's definitely worth it for me in those short times to keep keep selling that. So I love that people are buying ice cream. What I have to remember is it's cold to us here in Key West, but from people that came just in from Fargo, North Dakota, it feels like a beautiful summer day. So um, good news for that. So anyway, wanted to give you an update and the lesson I learned and the great success that staying over on Saturday night turned out to be. Um, and if it had not been a success, it still would not have cost me any more to stay other than my time. And even then, my time would have been well spent because I wanted to be a spectator for the boat parade anyway. So what can you do in your business to make yourself more available to your customers? Is it extending your hours, extending your days of the week, extending even extending your reach? Maybe it's that you're only available in a brick and mortar and you need to put your stuff online. That's also extending the reach. And you know what? When you go online, there are no hours of operation. You can make money all day long and all night long. So there's no reason not to if you have a product that can be sold that way. So things to think about as you're trying to get your business where you need it to be. The same way I'm trying to get my business where I need it to be. So wanted to share um, the lessons learned and the good experience uh, that my adventure on Saturday night was. And again, I'm there every day this week. Um, I don't think we have any cruise ships blocking our sunset view. Maybe Thursday night or Friday night there's one. But um, we do have some coming up after Christmas where we're going to have a blocked view of sunset because a cruise ship is going to be there. We love the tourists. We just wish they were parking in a place where they were not blocking the view of sunset if they stay until 7 o'clock at night. So anyway, you guys, thanks for joining me on this journey. And don't forget, if you need a website for any reason whatsoever, you can do it yourself. I'll be glad to help you and answer any questions I possibly can to get you started on your way to building your own website. It sounds more complicated than it is. WordPress makes it easy. Simply go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. That will take you to a 
box. You just go in there and put in the URL you're wanting to get. It'll tell you if it's available. It'll tell you how much it costs. And then from that point, go ahead and purchase it. I'll send you a cheat, cheat sheet. Got to be careful how I say that too quickly. A cheat sheet of plugins that you can use on your website and you can uh, get started and make it found by search engines, make it found by your customers, and make it really user-friendly from the get-go. So brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website will get you everything you need. You guys have a fantastic day. And when you are out doing Christmas shopping, it's that time of year, choose local businesses whenever possible. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we build businesses all day long with no permits. Remember, local businesses are the backbone of our economy. So, whenever you have the opportunity, choose local.